0: You're listening to Real Presence Live now. Back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Steve Splunskowski here, along with Mike Kudrowski, our Director of Advancement for the di- for the Diocese. No, for, for, the, for the, the network, 10 of Real Presence Radio. <laughs> the ten dioceses we're in, and uh, we're blessed to be here with you this morning from Dickinson, North Dakota, at Queen of Peace Catholic Church. And we're also blessed to be visiting now with Father Michael Malloy. Um, He's in Rapid City, um, and we're in Dickinson, but we're going to talk over the phone as though we're right next to each other. Good morning, Father Michael. How are you doing this morning? Good Good morning. How are you guys? Hey, good, Father. Thank you. We're doing great. Hey, it's it's no secret, (laughs) Father, that Christmas is your favorite holiday. So let's talk about that. Are you ready to talk about that? I'm ready to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> right. So so, let's ask the first question. How do we find Christ in Christmas? Sometimes they have you know Xmas or all that kind of silliness. Let, I mean, how do we find Christ in Christmas?
1: Well, I, obviously, uh, the first question, uh, thought that comes to my mind is um, celebrating Eucharist and uh, in our prayer, and I think those are uh, givens, if you will. Um, but, you know, there are other ways I think that we can, we can take the, the Christmas activity that surrounds us and find Christ there. For example, you know, I've always said to people when you decorate your Christmas tree, rather than just focus on, on the, uh, the secular side of it or just focus on the fun or the enjoyment of it, um, focus on the fact that, you know, the tree lighted is the symbol of Christ who is the light of the world. And to, you know, if you're, if you're a, a parent with children is to draw their attention to that during the decorating of the tree after the tree's up you know it's an example very simple thing where you can say you know, like the tree lights up this room so christ lights up our lives you could do that kind of um uh, kind of moment of of education which can capture and and settle into little kids' minds and hearts you know um i, I think it's uh when you put up i think i hope most people put up mangers I think it's a great opportunity to um, talk about the story of Christmas and, and ask kids, or even even adults, You could, as you're doing it, if you're a couple that has no longer has children at home and you're putting up a manger, say, you know, what part of this, what part of the manger, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, whatever, what part of it captures your imagination, uh, causes you to think? Just invite um, a reflection on that, or read the stories from Matthew and Luke's Gospel, about the uh, the uh, infancy of Jesus. Uh, you know, those are, I think, two simple examples. Another thing that I would encourage is when you do um, family activities, when you decorate Christmas cookies or you wrap presents or whatever it is, that, you know, you take the opportunity, for example, wrapping presents, you say Hail Mary for every, you know, this present is for, this kid or this relative or this friend, you say a prayer for that person as you as you wrap that present so that you take the activity around Christmas and you introduce in a very intentional way Christ into the midst of all that. Those would be some ideas that I'd, I think would be really helpful and valuable.
2: Yes, uh, Father, that, uh, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, there's uh, some of our listeners uh, right now are in their cars running to the grocery store to get groceries for the meal and and you know it's a very busy time of year, and you know you got to finish up uh, at the office or in the field, and and uh, prepare for the uh, the holidays. And and there, there there are probably some thinking that, geez, I I just am not feeling it this year. I, something's missing and i know it's uh, christ's birthday we we thank uh our lord and savior for coming into this world etc but what uh what advice would you have for those that are in their cars right now rushing around getting ready for christmas and uh they're thinking something's missing
1: <laughs> well i think when, when something's missing in my life i always ask myself i always i, I have to uh, there is there is a necessity of things to stop and i don't mean necessarily mm. stop the car You know, but I mean I think I think I have to I have to very intentionally say what's going on. Um I have to do that reflection that's important to me to say why is why is my spirit lagging behind whatever it is that I'm doing because probably at this time of year a lot of the things that people are engaged in are are basically good things in the sense that they really are striving, you know, to prepare for family coming, prepare um, you know to share, exchange gifts, uh, prepare to you know to get ready to celebrate Mass or you know if they're involved in the Mass in some way. So it's basically a good thing. So if my spirit is lagging behind, then I have to pause and say what's going on. And I think oftentimes it is simply that I, I have in the in the press of living, I've forgotten. I mean, I can I can say in my head, "Yep, this is the birth of Jesus." Yes, I you know I understand all that. But I mean to very intentionally say. No, this is what this is all about. You know, I'm really reaching out in love, and concern, and care, and I gotta, I gotta, I gotta draw that to my mind. I gotta pay pay attention to that. Otherwise, it does get lost. And so, it's it's simply a matter of of reflection, I think, and taking. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be five or ten minutes where you just stop and say, "Okay, what's going on here?" And, 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 and through, through the, a simple reflection process
2: of prayer, you come to some deeper awareness, and then you can move on. As Matthew Kelly says in his, uh, his, speak, his speeches in, and his, his books, uh, the classroom of silence is so important. And uh, your advice to take a moment... A yeah. few moments just to reflect and hear God's voice is excellent advice, Father.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's really important. You know, we, it, it is not just Christmas time. I mean, our world, our, world, our lives are filled mm-hmm. with noise. And as a matter of fact, sometimes the silence makes us uncomfortable because it's so unfamiliar to us. But if we can just take moments, if like I said, five minutes, ten minutes, um, when you're driving home from work, turn off the radio and just experience that silence and and, and don't see it as something scary or the, the proverbial questions. I don't know what to do. I always want to say, people, just be quiet and allow yourself to sort of sink into that moment where there isn't noise. Um, and Because in doing that, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I'm opening myself up to... A deeper mystery, a deeper reality than is immediately present in whatever the device or the activity that's creating noise around me. You know, get the kids to bed, sit down for five minutes, and even if you fall asleep because you're tired, you've taken a few moments to have that quiet. And I think it's important. You know, if you go to church or when you go to church, um, go early. And sit in the church for a little bit and, and uh, experience that quiet. Or after Mass, take a little time. Just take moments to be quiet to allow the Lord to, to reach in and touch your life. Um, and the more you do it, the more you'll yeah. want to do it. The more that
0: desire will grow in you for that time of quiet and peace. We're visiting right now with Father Michael Malloy, and we're talking about the joy of Christmas. And let's talk about Christmas a little bit, Father. You know, uh, a few people thought that Christmas started the day after Thanksgiving, but actually we are still in the season of Advent, which is preparation for Christ coming at Christmas. And some people think that Christmas is over on December 26th. Talk to us about Christmas and how long we should be celebrating that.
1: Well and it makes perfectly um I mean, it's, it's there's a logic to it when you look at the world around us because we start you know you know preparing for christmas and all the christmas stuff comes out and you're right and then it's all gone the christmas for the for the christian person begins the season begins with the birth of christ on this December 25th and then we have you know there's an old song old old uh a song that called the 12 days of Christmas. Well, that, that's the 12 days after Christmas, um, but basically Christmas is, the way I like to characterize it is Christ, the Christmas season is the revelation to us of the love of God that was poured into our life through the birth of Jesus, and then the subsequent events that are immediately follow His birth. And so the season lasts through, from Christmas, then we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, we celebrate the Motherhood of Mary on, on uh, January 1st, then we celebrate the Feast of Epiphany on the 6th Sunday, and those that's just a continuation of the story of the birth of, of Jesus in, in God becoming man. And then it can even extend beyond that to the baptism of the Lord because the first event that happens basically after the infancy narratives in all the Gospels is the baptism of Jesus. And all of this is about God revealing His love to us in and through His Son, through His birth, um, through the familiar stories of the presentation uh, and the finding of the child Jesus in the temple, um, you know, on on to the baptism of the Lord. So it's really a, a time of revelation. And to take that time and to, in, in the quiet moments, to reflect on God's love for us is really what the Christmas season is all about. And so I would encourage people to take your time to enjoy it, um, to relish it, to uh, listen again to the Christmas songs and the Christmas carols, um, to really extend it into, so, that, so that it becomes a, an ever deeper awareness of the, of the mystery of God's love for us in Jesus. So by all means, it's not over on the 26th. It goes on until at least um, the, the 6th of January to the baptism of the Lord, which is the following Sunday. And even in some cultures, it goes clear to the beginning of February. So I encourage people to take advantage of that and to rejoice. and you know Because people always say it's, it's so sad that when Christmas is over, it's so sad when we take down the, all the decorations. And it's like, no, I mean, I understand that, but make it extend, enjoy it, relish it. Uh, treasure it and and reflect on it as Mary did in her heart. Reflect on it through that whole season.
2: Yes, if you're just joining us, we are visiting with Father Michael Malloy from the Diocese of Rapid City, and we're talking about encountering Christ in a new way this Christmas season. And Father, uh, you know all this is uh, all this is very good. Thank you for joining us again. Um, can you? Uh, Discuss a little bit. How do we get to the heart to the heart of giving this Christmas? Can you talk to that a little bit? Sure.
1: Yeah, I think I think that at the very heart of giving in the Catholic experience is I give because I have received. I give out of gratitude for the gift that God has given to me. I think that's very important. Um, we also say I give because I belong. I belong to. A family to a community, to people that I love and care about. And so I think we have to, in any, in any giving that we do in Christmas, I think it's important for us to start with that notion, I'm giving because I have received. And in a f- context of a family, I've received love from my parents, from my brothers and sisters. I've received all the blessings of family and home and life. Um, if I'm a parent, I've received the gift of, of children I've received a gift of love from my spouse, and so I give back, and I, I don't give you know we we have a tendency to look at gift giving as what do you need? What do you want? And I think we need to shift that focus and say, I'm giving to you because I love you because you have first loved me, but, you know and because you've you've blessed me in my life, and so i want I want to give I want to give expression to that blessing that I've received. And I, I tell people if you give for that reason, if you give because you've received, and your focus is on the love that you've received, the gift is going to be appropriate, whether it, whatever it is. But I think we have to get back to that. Instead of the the whole giving, giving is often I'm grounded in need, and that's really not a, a good Christian Catholic way of looking at giving. Giving is because I have received, and giving is because I belong to the to the community of believers and I want to share my life with them and give expression to that in some sort of gift that I, I give to them. So that's what I encourage people to do. Give because you have first
0: received. Excellent. Well, thank you, Father. Thank so, you, So Father let Phil. me... Uh, uh, let me get to a question that everybody wants to know. How do priests celebrate Christmas, Father? Of course, everybody does it their own way, but uh, and I know it's a very, very busy weekend. Numerous Masses, the Midnight Mass, that kind of thing. Um, so how do priests stuff and celebrate Christmas? They don't have families. Um, you know, not, not direct families. They have brothers and sisters, but Talk yeah. to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, and I don't know what other people do. I know what I mean, I do. All the years I've been a priest, because I don't often get to go be with my family, I always make a point of, of making sure I go and spend Christmas with some portion of my spiritual family, my parish family. And people are really good about inviting us. You know, and, and a lot of times by the time you're done, you're tired. And so, a, a nice meal with the family, and then and then to go home and spend a little time in quiet is is a pretty great Christmas for a priest. And so, I encourage people to invite your priests
0: out. Make sure they have a place to go um, for for the celebration of Christmas after all the all the uh, masses they celebrate. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Father Malloy, for being with us this morning, and uh, a Merry Christmas to you.
1: You bet. Take care, you guys. Merry, right. Christmas, Merry Christmas, Father. Too. Thank you. Thank
0: all you right. very much, Father. And folks, don't uh, remember, remember to thank your priests uh, this, Christmas, this Christmas season. I know a lot of families will bring gifts to the rectory. They'll bring gift cards. They'll bring um, some sweets. Go ahead. I think that makes makes their day. Um, it really brings joy to to the rectory. So please consider doing that. Um, Mike, we're coming to our end of our show. And yes, folks, uh, we're uh, the staff here at Real Presence Radio is going to take a few days off to be with family. And a uh, great blessing opportunity to share that time together and to celebrate. And uh, one thing I think that's awesome, uh, very exciting about being a Catholic, about being a Christian, is we have our our... Quiet times are sad times. Um, Advent and Lent are preparation, but following those, the joyous times are even longer than the sadness uh, because of Christ.
2: Yes, indeed. So, folks, uh, uh, be aware that uh, Christmas season uh, is beginning. On the 25th, it lasts over uh, until uh, that first week in January. So every right to be joyous for uh, a long time after a Christmas day. And Steve, uh, just wanted to thank uh, you uh, for coming all that way from your home in. Uh, Holly, minnesota all the way to dickinson uh, to be with us this morning on the live show thank you very much uh thank you everyone for joining us here at the uh, live show at queen of peace parish in dickinson north dakota god bless you everybody merry christmas merry christmas